All right. Pretend you own a company. You have your own company, whatever it may be. You own it. You are the hiring entity for that company. You are the hiring manager. You are the owner. You are everything. Every single decision you make affects your business in accordance to that company. Okay? Are you in that set of boots yet? I'm waiting. All right. So you're in that set of boots. You own your own company. And you're hiring somebody. It's come down to two people. These two people are both great. And you've got some decisions to make. One of these people brings a plethora of experience. Years and years of experience. They've been doing it forever. They know everything. Okay? And you've never met them before, but they know everything. And it's time for you to hire somebody. The next guy that comes is a relatively new in the business, really doing a lot of, uh, you know, learning, exploring, and getting into the new parts of this is extremely teachable, has a morning mindset program like you wouldn't believe, and wants to get better every single day. Who are you hiring? That's a really hard decision, isn't it? That's an amazingly hard decision. You think about that. Who am I going to hire when it comes down to these two people? Some of you are going to kind of take the easy way out. And you're going to hire the person with experience and go the other direction. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, definitely there's, there's something to be said for experience. You know? And this other person you can shape and mold to do your business exactly the way you want them to do it. You know? That's a hard thing. That's a really difficult uh, maneuver in the, in, the, in the hiring industry right now. We all know that right now that's really hard. It, that there's an employment crisis in this country. There has been for probably over a year now. And having multiple applicants for a job is seemingly lucky, let alone any, or having enough employees, or being able to pay them enough, you know? It's a... Uh, it's, it's quite the quandary in today's work world, you know, and some people don't appreciate the physical, what physical work will do for their daily lives, you know what I mean? So jobs that are highly physical, people want to either be paid more for or they don't want to do it. They, they take the easy way out and they want to do less, which really in actuality, you know, physical work for you is, is probably better for your mind, body, and spirit. But um, I guess uh, it's, it's up to everybody. Like, like for me, for instance, I mean, a desk job would be the death of me. Sitting on a uh, piece of equipment all day, and that's all I do, it would be the death of me. If, if it was all I did every day. And you may ask yourself right now, you know, I, I, well, I heard you run a snowplow, and I do, but I mean, there's only so many months a year you do that, and then you're doing a plethora of other things, you know. But uh, I, I, I can do it, 
just a matter of, uh, plus, you know, being outdoors and seeing different scenery and stuff like that, that's just kind of my jam, you know. But anyway, I want you to ask yourself, you know, who would I hire? You know, it, it, like I said, if it was up to me, I'm hiring the guy that's getting better every day. I'm not hiring the experienced person. Um, it, it's, there's a certain mindset, you know, that people have in a certain way that you want them to be, you know, uh, with, with your outfit. And it's, it's something that you can definitely, you know, if you're teachable and if you're willing to expand your horizons, you're unstoppable. You know what I mean? So that's something to look at in the, in the, in the new hiring world that there is, you know? Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. Good heavens. Let me tell you. Spring is just around the corner right now, and we are looking at some options for birds. And I'm just going to talk about chickens today, but you can think about options for other animals as well. You know, um, today it's mainly just going to be what you're thinking about, about getting your new batch of chickens, you know, whether it be meat birds, egg layers, uh, new egg layers, you want to keep that egg train going. Um, and if you get new hens every year, you will get eggs all winter long. You know, and we've said that many times on this podcast. You know, I mean, if you, every year, if you can hatch out every spring or summer, you will get eggs in the winter. Uh, usually about five and a half months after your hatch date you start getting eggs so and when they first start laying eggs they start laying pretty darn often you know so we're going to look into that and we're also going to look into um meat birds too you know and the options that you have for that so first of all and foremost we're going we're to talk about egg layers okay now any hatchery that you buy from you know, I mean, if you generally know what kind of layers you want, some people care more about what the chickens look like instead of what they are going to lay like, and that's perfectly fine. You know, if you want a real pretty flock or something, you can, you can definitely get birds that look the way you want them to be, very decorative. Plus, some of those birds are very good layers. You know, so start thinking about that. But if, you, if you're looking for production, you've got a really big family, but you want everybody to learn how to raise chickens, and you're looking for production, you know, I mean, you're going to be looking at birds more like a California white or a white leghorn. Those are two white egg layers. Or you're looking at like an Easter egg or lays a lot of eggs. That's, that's a very um, colored egg layer, kind of the greenish, bluish, turquoise colored eggs. And that, and then if you, you start getting into the brown eggs, you know, like your ISA browns, your golden comets, uh, light tan eggs, you know, your uh, uh, what are they, buff Orphingtons, uh, lavender Orphingtons, all those. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good layers out there, and there's a lot of good dual-purpose breeds too that that lay pretty decent as well. Like your uh, your barred rocks are kind of in the middle of the road and all that, and your some of your uh, Australaps and, and and all that. So, you know, if you're looking for egg layers, it's really good to go to, like, like, see how many eggs a year that they lay. The Hoover's Hatchery catalog will tell you exactly how many eggs a year that they lay. Um, and so that's a good place to start, you know. It doesn't mean you have to order from them. You could still order a breed from somebody else, 
but um, knowing how many eggs they lay a year and getting that calced out before you buy a whole bunch of them and never buy eggs again you know I mean that's that's something you might want to do for your family know how many you use know what you're going to go through and if you're if you plan on going through more or if you want to sell them you know I mean some of some of my friends down the road here they uh, they get more eggs than they can use so they sell them you know dozen at a time to whomever you know what I mean and uh, that's that's a you know keeping yourself in that flow uh, when you have too many and selling or giving them away you know you gotta it's good to sell enough to pay for the feed and give yourself free eggs you know what I mean that's kind of a good formula to have but you also have to have the capacity for it too and you have to know that you want to take care of X amount of chickens as well you know what I mean so it's not not always the easiest thing but uh, it's it's some it's a formula that can be figured out by you and you can always have more or less chickens people are taking free chickens every day so uh, yeah there's something about that anyway look at your favorite catalog and you you know if you're going on vacation or something this spring or early summer you can actually get the chicks you can order them and get them shipped to you by the time or at after you get back from vacation so you can do all your ordering right now and get on their schedule you know what I mean? And then the same goes for meat birds. You can do that. Now, looking into the meat bird thing, you know, what kind of meat bird do you want? It'd be a really good idea to go on YouTube and see what people are doing for meat birds. The most popular one there is, is a very fast-growing meat bird called the Cornish Cross. Now, the Cornish Cross is usually the kind of bird that we get in the store. Like, if you go down to the supermarket and you buy a bird, you know, you're getting a five- or six-week-old Cornish cross, usually that's five pounds, okay? Like a five pound chicken, you know? Or you're getting a young chicken, you can get young ones too. Um, those, those taste good too. A lot of those rotisserie chickens are exactly that. They're, they're just young chickens, uh, a little bit smaller, maybe in the three pound range, four pound range. And um, that's what you're buying. So you can raise those, I mean, they're a little bit lethargic. I mean, they, they, they kind of uh, hang out, camp out by the feeder. They're a little less flighty. But uh, it's a quick-growing meat bird, and you can crank them out. Um, think, when, when you order those, though, when you order meat birds, not just talking about the Cornish Cross, we're also talking about the rest of the meat birds, too. How many are you going to be eating a week? You know, like, let's say the family sits down and has chicken dinner once a week. In the summer, Dad's making a beer can chicken on the grill. In the winter... Mom's roasting it in the oven, or roasting it in the oven, whatever. Or you have some kind of fryer or something. There's all kinds of shit to cook chicken in nowadays, however you want it. So think about that and think about um, how many do I want, first of all? Bada bing, bada boom. And what size? You know, that can greatly determine how long you're going to have them. And then... Lastly, how am I going to butcher them? Am I taking them to a custom butcher shop? Or am I going to do it myself? You know? And if I do it myself, or the whole fam family comes down and does it, what are we going to do? So, like a lot of times, just so you have help butchering, and it can really help you, like several families will do this together. It's not just one. Uh, unless you have a dozen kids, then don't worry about it. You've got plenty of help. 
But uh, if, if you were ordering meat birds, see how many you want, maybe get together for, with a couple more families, some people that know something, um, and do all your butchering yourself. Like right now, we got in the neighborhood of 60 chickens in the freezer. I'm not gonna eat that this year. I'm gonna have some two-year-old chickens in the freezer that we're still eating next year, okay? Uh, at least they're gonna be going on their second year in the freezer. I don't think they'll get quite all the way to two years. But uh, just a, for instance, you know, I mean, we really chickened ourselves up last year and uh, I'm not gonna do meat birds this summer, you know? So in uh, layers, I'm gonna dial back on layers this year. I'm not buying any, you know, because I'm so chickened up right now. Um, but you know, most of you, you know, I mean, you're either beginning or just kind of sustaining, or you're, you're, you're on the downward spiral on that, and whatever works for you. But uh, people like new chickens, or you're just trying to replace the ones that died this last year, you know, um, or quit laying, you know. So many different ways to do this, many different situations that everybody's in. But uh, if you're looking at ordering, it's really good to get that all written down right away and know how many eggs you're gonna be getting once they start laying and remember you gotta feed them for about five and a half months before they start laying normally or knowing how many birds you want in the freezer you know start with that and then get to ordering it's always good to order locally if you can um, if it's a good reputable hatchery uh, the more local the less mail it has to go through or in some cases, you can actually go pick them up too, you know. Um, there's been plenty of that going on too. So, like, like, like uh, uh, Freedom Ranger Hatchery, they, they are not the closest hatchery to us, but they have an incredible, incredible guarantee, and they're really good to their people. Last year, they sent 52 chickens when we ordered 50. And one ended up dying three days later. Well, who cares? You know, I mean, it, it sucks, but who cares? And then um, three weeks later, one died because it was my fault. I still butchered 50. You know what I mean? I got exactly what I wanted. They sent a couple extra. So, you know, I mean, Freedom Ranger Hatchery, is, as far as the Freedom Rangers, uh, I cannot be any more happy with a hatchery and plus they have they have a good selection of layers too it's not a lot nothing like hoover's or or mcmurray but uh they're really good and there's hatcheries everywhere i'm sure there's one near you within probably 500 miles of you right now um you know there's there's tons of them we've got one over in wisconsin we got one over in wilmer minnesota that's a really good hatchery too um, and very responsive when you email them. So I'd, I'd actually like to try that hatchery at some point. But right now I'm on the, like I said, I'm on the downward spiral. So anyway, yeah, but uh, that's about all I got to explain about that today. You know, just write your stuff down, talk about it as a family, you know, and, and, and see what you really need for eggs and for meat. And figure it out from there, work backwards. So. Anyway, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. And, and um, yeah, I don't know if any of you have listened to the last episode or not, but uh, I, I really wanted to put a plug in there for the uh, Mediocre from Minnesota podcast. 
Uh, remember, Mediocre from Minnesota podcast, okay? On all of your favorite podcast platforms. Those guys, you know, I, I did an interview with them last week. They were great. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to be on their podcast. I will share their opening episode in the show notes for today um, because they have a growing thing and, and they have a really nice studio in there and everything. And I think they got a good thing going. So anyway, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, God bless you and um, yeah, get your spring, spring planning done. Anyway, have a good one. Thank you.